is going on you are watching and listening to tags live aka talk about gay sex the live edition we're here every wednesday night i'm your host stevie alongside cody maurice daggett how the hell you doing cody hello darling i'm doing wonderful i'm so happy to see your face you look so beautiful Oh, thank you. So do you as well. Thank you for thank the compliment. You. I My know. Pleasure. We were off last week because of the Thanksgiving holiday that we celebrate here in the States, but we're back in business, still trying to get over this sickness, sick thing I have going on, but I have a doctor's appointment and I'm destined to get better. So yes. Yeah. But I had a great trip and like I flew Good. in earlier today and ready to go we have a jam-packed show including some advice to give to a listener we love giving advice like i said we're here every wednesday night on the vocal platform the show gets repackaged the next day wherever you get your podcast and let's get started we're we are in front of a live virtual audience so we want to hear from you those of you tuning in tonight, weigh in, say hi, give us your opinion, all the good stuff, and we'll get started. Well, we have lots of hot topics to get started with, including the landmark same-sex marriage bill that won the Senate. Yes, just yesterday, the Senate passed a bipartisan legislation Tuesday to protect same-sex marriages This is an extraordinary sign of shifting national politics on the issue and a measure of relief for hundreds of thousands of same-sex couples who have married since the Supreme Court's 2015 decision that legalized gay marriage nationwide. So you might ask, is this far enough? Essentially what it does, Cody, is that it protects those people that are currently married that was threatened after Roe v. Wade went down. Clarence Thomas, Supreme Court judge, said, well, if we're on a roll, why don't we start talking about gay marriage? And threatened that. So what this will do is protect the 2015 law nationwide. Mm -hmm. So if you are married, you are protected. It's one of the reasons that I was in Mexico last week and Mm -hmm. my friends that got married there actually got married ahead of time before the Mexico marriage. Oh, wow. In San Francisco where they reside, they went to city hall to get married because they were thinking, yeah, we can go get married in Mexico, but with everything that's going on and Clarence Thomas, Roe v. Wade, Mm -hmm. We want to get married and have this protected. So what they did was smart smart. because now they are protected. They got it in the nick of time. Now, what it does is states, each and every state can still decide on their own. And there's some states that do to not give. So say, Cody, if you wanted to marry Joe tomorrow... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, is, is it getting warm in here? I don't I, know. I, you having a hot flash over there in Brooklyn? In this cold weather? What it's the 90 heck? degrees in this room all of a sudden. And we're in the, almost in winter. But <laughs> if you happen to reside not here in New York, but say a different state, I'm making it up, Utah, I guess, for example. They, you, you know me so well. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to get, each state can control whether you get your marriage license or not. But if you were married already, like my friends, if they mm-hmm. go to Utah or a state that doesn't recognize it, the state is forced to recognize the marriage. So, it, you yes. know, it is a step in the right direction. Congratulations. Uh, many said it wasn't far enough. I say, no, you have to take these steps incrementally and yes we'll continue to work on this and fight the good fight i agree like you said it's a step in the right direction (laughs) that our marriage equality rights were even in jeopardy is kind of insane to me but yeah i'm i mean we do what we got to do uh it still has to pass through the house and um i think in light of recent events the lawmakers are taking into account what their rhetoric can uh 
what they say out there in the world can greatly impact how bold hate mongers can be in this day and age. So I think that this is just a clear reflection of what's going on in the in the world at large. And I think it's worth mentioning that the uh, America in general, I think the last reported statistics were 71% of uh, Americans were in support of gay marriage. So they're really taking a, a page out of um, the general populace's book and really for, uh, establishing this as a right for all of all all Americans, gay Americans, and it, even interracial marriage was in jeopardy, which is oh, like ridiculous. What year are we in? I know, I know right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this is like you said, one, a step, one of the steps that we have to take. So, and I think next would be to get the abortion protections back. So, yeah, we gotta keep fighting the good fight, like you said. Absolutely. Moving on to other news, you know, Cody, you are sexually active and in a monogamous <laughs> gay relationship, aren't you? That's either a yes. That's either a yes or no. I checked all those boxes off. Yes, yes, actually. I was being Judge Judy there for a second, but <laughs> it's either a yes or no. But, <laughs> but Baloney. I was going to say malarkey again. Malarkey. You will now be allowed to donate blood. This is super exciting. So the Food and Drug Administration is opening up blood donations to sexually active men who are in monogamous relationships with other men, according to the oh. Wall Street Journal. Oh. Currently, FDA policy makes all gay and bi men abstain from sex for at least three months before donating blood. And this policy came after gay and bi men were essentially locked out of blood donation efforts for decades due to HIV fears. And medical experts have long called the limits on LGBTQ plus blood donations outdated and stigmatizing. And if you remember, Cody, when I had COVID in 2020, mm -hmm. I wanted to donate blood, my blood plasma, because I thought I had enough of the blood plasma that would help those that were suffering from COVID. Yeah. And I went through this long ass process at a clinic here in New York City, only to be told in a Q&A with one of the clinicians that I was on prep. And she said, oh, you're on prep? They're canceled immediately for donating what? blood. Not rejected, honey. Rejected. And uh, sadly, like the last story, um, increments. So I still couldn't donate my blood at this point because I'm not in a monogamous relationship. But we are working on that and the stigmatization of that. I thought you meant you were for working me. on being on a, on a, in a monogamous relationship. Well, I am at some point, yeah. Okay, I girl. I, was, I thought that's what you meant at first. But no, you mean you're working on getting all of this passed is what you Well, I, and that's yeah. just me, but <laughs> not my sick ass, but people are. But yes. yes. And, but the good news is you, Cody can donate blood after being in a monogamous relationship like you have been. So mm -hmm. what are your thoughts? Is it enough? But or do we still got to go back to what we were talking about in the last story, these increments? I think yes. that's really where we're at. Yeah, I think it's great. But I think it's um, it's the first step in an uphill battle, like you said. Um, they're not out <laughs> here banning single straight people from donating blood. They're taking it willy-nilly. Like, I know plenty of hoes that can that can get out there in the streets and donate blood. And trust me, <laughs> they're doing more things than I am doing or, or that you're doing. Like, it's almost kind of like a, a slap in the face because essentially what they're saying is the gays that are most like a heterosexual couple, and this is just kind of what came into my mind when we went over this story, story earlier, those gays that are most like what they think a gay couple should be like, that are socially acceptable, um, th those are the ones that can give blood, not the people that are open or polyamorous or single. They don't want that blood. And so it's still a slap in the face. This law is super archaic and it's downright discriminatory, basically. Yeah. I mean, if we remember, Magic Johnson was one of the first heterosexual men who became HIV positive right and under the law mm -hmm. back in the day because it was all about hiv was it hiv or gay men 
Gay Man. It was Gay Man. Yeah. Yeah. Magic Johnson could have donated blood under that yeah, theory. He totally could have. Yeah. And they should just be testing the blood regardless. I, so, right. We've said this before on the show. Why can't people why can't they just test the blood to see because there's all kinds of things besides HIV in blood that you probably mm-hmm. wouldn't want to give to transmit. A, a, a transmit. So mm-hmm. what you know, I don't get it. We should yeah. be heads of the CDC, is all oh, I'm saying. I mean, the WHO, <laughs> and on and on. I know people are rolling their eyes, so that means we'll move on. On that note, okay. Well, this is ridiculous, just like the last story. But, you know, people often ask us why we talk about so many stories. These are stories making the news now that have been ripped off of the headlines that I've dissected for you all. But one of the ones is monkeypox. You forgot about it? Well, here, the WHO settled she's on it. She's back. <laughs> this is ridiculous to me. I'm just going to set this story up. The World Health Organization just settled on a new name for the virus, and they're calling it Mpox, which other people have called it before. I've certainly called it you in the past. That. I have. They are listening to the show. Both uh, announced that Mpox is now the preferred name for monkeypox, and both names will be used simultaneously for one year while monkeypox is phased out. The Biden administration supports this. You know, monkeypox has been the name, has been around since 1970. Of mm-hmm. course, it became popular, Cody, in June when many people started becoming infected, particularly yes. here in New York City. I think this is a little too late to yeah. change a name. Most people that I know, that I know in major mm-hmm. cities, have already gotten the vaccination for monkeypox. We, yep. yes, hated the name. It sounds horrible. It's a little too late now to come. Now we're going to change the name after we've already, once again, talking about stigmatization. We've stigmatized people with this. And now I just think, whatever, call uh, Mpox, Monkeypox, motherfucker, I don't want it. Don't call me late for dinner. Thank you. (laughs) Right. Do you care anymore? Does this matter to you? No, I got my Mpox, Monkeypox vaccination what was it a month and a half ago no wait two months ago something like that i got it and i forgot all about it and now it's done in my mind because <clears throat> like you said the, the the numbers have gone down yeah we are in a place where it's being controlled and i feel like it's too late they're just trying to, it it almost comes off like they're trying to be a little bit hip now they're like oh mpox is out there and all all i hear when they say mpox is Oh, gosh, you're going to be like, Cody, this is so Cody. Uh, <laughs> Tell me, demon. Back, back in the day in X-Men, they were, the mutant virus used to be called M-Pox. So that's what oh, I think when I hear M-Pox. Okay. Yeah. Love yep. that. And I, I could break it down more, but this is not a an X-Men podcast. So <laughs> This could be an after show that we could do yeah. soon. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yes, they, they must be reading M- X-Men comics. They must be listening to our show. That's why they decided to change the name to M-Pox. Hey, and it's a good time to talk about our – we do do after shows, and we are revamping our – uh, Patreon community, and this is where you get extra special sexy perks. And you know, to do this show, we rely on support from you guys, and it's yes. often from our Patreon community, where, like I said, you get extra special sexy perks. And you'll know that you'll be supporting for minimal amounts to high roller amounts, whatever your Ooh. choice is. Yes. And you can support Tag's podcast, Talk About Gay Sex, to keep us going. Simply go to patreon.com forward slash Tag's podcast. All right, moving on to another, you know, in other news around the world, Mm -hmm. Singapore repealed a gay sex ban, but they dampened marriage equality hopes. So Singapore repealed a law that banned gay sex on Tuesday 
However, the country's parliament also took a jab at LGBTQ plus rights by amending the constitution that would prevent certain court challenges to the country's ban on same-sex marriage. So it's interesting because we were talking about saving in our own country, Cody. Yeah. Marriage equality. Not happening in Singapore, but my goodness, guys in Singapore, you get to have sex again, gay sex, (laughs) without being going to jail for crying out loud. I mean, some places in America that I think that uh, gay sex is still illegal. So, yeah, they're doing something right. But, okay, continue. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's it. Just that, you know, Singapore, you know, it's... One of the few countries in Asia I was reading, let me just see if I could get that. Um, Well, I think the attitudes there, it's interesting because uh, Singapore's latest moves show that the trends towards recognizing more rights for the LGBTQ plus communities in Asia Mm -hmm. is growing. So you've got places like Taiwan, Thailand and India recently passing laws favorable to their queer populations, which is really good news. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, again, one step forward and two steps back. It's great that we can go out and have sex on a beach in Singapore. But um, (laughs) if I'm married, then what, what does that look like for me being somebody that got married in the United States and then I go to Singapore? What does that look like for me and my potential husband i mean is it getting hot in here again i don't i don't (laughs) (laughs) exactly wow yeah it's just sad and i and i hope more countries follow suit of what is going on in the in america i never thought i would say that out loud again um (laughs) and protect gay marriage as well absolutely all right moving on one of my favorite singers currently, and I have a, such a huge crush on him, I just love his music, Omar Apollo, has clapped back at queer baiting claims. And also, Omar Apollo was just nominated for some Grammys, which uh, I think Best New Artist, super excited mm-hmm. for him. I just love him so much. But, yeah. you know, he's a, he go, he's a queer singer-songwriter, and he swiftly and humorously took down accusations of queer baiting on Twitter. He's 25, and he replied to somebody saying, no, I be sucking dick, friend, to a fan who questioned whether he was gay. Quote, "Wow, this is what they wrote. Is Omar Apollo another queer baiting singer? Like those types, I don't label myself, let me wear cropped and paint my nails, and, and I... And I say I find another guy hot because I like his song, but I don't like supporting straight men doing queer baiting was the original tweet. So another fan tweeted asking, are you in are you in your bi era? Omar replied, don't don't do deep making it clear he didn't want fans speculating over his identity. He rose Mm -hmm. to fame. He's Mexican. He rose to fame several years ago and. As NPR quoted saying, I feel like in the beginning I was trying to be mysterious and stuff, but now I'm just like, I'm very gay, so I'm just like, whatever. But no, I'm totally about it. Maybe I was trying to keep the mystique, you understand, but I don't even care anymore. So what is going on with people on Twitter? Right. Even, I wonder if those people that were making those claims, were they gay? And saying, because, you know, it used to be a thing in our community where we didn't like that and we thought everybody was gay. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, About, I don't, I think that I'm glad that he clapped back. I don't think he should have to defend himself on Twitter about whether or not he, you know, sucks a dick or not. Because I think that. But apparently he does, (laughs) which I love. I mean, I'm glad he did it because, and I'm proud of him for doing it, but he shouldn't have to do that. It reminds me of, remember Heart, that guy from Heartstopper, Kit, I think his name is Harrington. Uh, I Googled it before, but I think I lost it. Um, Kit Harrington was sent, that's not right. <laughs> was I don't know what you're talking about, or I would, I would cover you, but... <laughs> he came out as bisexual, and he's 18, and they shouldn't yeah. have forced him to come out. 
Right. Um, so it just reminds me of that. And I think that all this gay gatekeeping is not okay. I think that as long as you're not trying to take advantage of the gay community, the queer community, and that it, as long as you're supporting the queer community, then however you feel, whatever you are, because sexuality is expe- is a spectrum at the end of the day. Yeah. So you, that, that should be enough for people as long as you're giving back to and not just taking from the gay community. Yeah, and we were talking about this offline where yeah. people on Twitter, by the way, I'm thinking of getting rid of our Twitter account in general Ooh. just because Ooh. I can't stand Elon Musk. I think I'm <laughs> repulsed. Ugh. By everything he stands for, and I think he's tearing me too, putting Twitter into the grave, and he's such a narcissist, which I hate people mm-hmm. that quality. But beyond mm-hmm. all that, I you know he's brought people like Kanye West back on, and hateful speech is back on Twitter, but it's always been there. And people, Marjorie love- Taylor Green is back. Yeah, that bit. And- and I guess to the Omar story, people like to hide behind their Twitter accounts with the kitty cat face and say <laughs> say stuff like that to it's like, first of all, get your facts straight. He's yeah. talked about this before. He doesn't owe you or anybody anything. And he's That's not right. queer baiting you. Just get over yourself. And secondly, it's we you know. For the most part, we get 90% such great commentary all the time. And for the five and a half, almost six years, because we're about to celebrate six years in February, great commentary. You know, but I'll be honest, over the six, you know, almost six years, we've gotten people who have written in and given us constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Cody, I listened to that as the producer of the show. There's been times where I was defensive at first, of course, because no one really likes to hear that. It's your baby. Yeah. And it wasn't like your show sucks, but you, you know, you could do this or you could do that. Sometimes it was technical and I agreed. Yes. Working on the technicalities of it. Sometimes it was... I'm a hot you know, uncle, we, by the way, just so you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so we listen to it and we make the adjustments. But we also, 5% of the time, I, mean, I just made that change, we'll get people that are hateful and yeah. put things recently in the comment section. And I'm not here for that. I'll block you if you do that. Me Because either. I'm not going to change the show... Because you know what? We're a podcast. You don't have to listen to us. But to spend hours and write paragraph after paragraph, that it's like, why? If if I didn't like something, guess what? I'm not going to listen to you. Simple. Yeah. Done. End of story. I agree. I agree. Like you said, constructive criticism is one thing. But when it comes down to like bitching and moaning, yeah. uh, you have to wonder where this is coming from and why this person is say, is saying this. So yeah. it's not it's not constructive. It's not helping to make us a better podcast or make us better people. So what is this for? It's to get under our skin. And I just am becoming more familiar with the block button or the the delete button because I can't be, if people are trying to tear down my person and who I am as a person, and I think I'm getting like a little bit like emotional here for Clint. (laughs) That's not okay with me. I think that opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, but we're human beings too. At the end of the day, we have feelings, we have, we, we, we we have motivations and you have to treat us with kindness or at the very least respect. Yeah, well, get used to it because this happens the bigger you get. And Omar Apollo is a good example of it. Yes. All right. Well, we've got to move on to a segment that we love to talk about. And this is where we really, you ask us to give our take, our advice. We're not experts in many areas, but we definitely have opinions. And one of our listeners wrote in and we wanted to talk about it. And it comes from Jonathan. Jonathan wrote in to us who is in, oh my gosh, he told me, because I always love to know where everyone listens from. He's in Oklahoma City. 
Oh. Yes. Uh, Oklahoma? Yeah. We love our listeners in Oklahoma City listening to us at 8 Central Time when we record this. He writes, hello. He's new to the podcast, but find it educational. Being out over a decade now, he's 28, going into 29. I got the begrudging news last year that I'm HIV positive. While finding this out, I was married at the time to someone who made me feel shame about it and filled my head with doubt and shame. Since then, we've divorced and I started dating again. I would like to know thoughts on how to break the news to someone new or Mm -hmm. when is a good time? That's been the worst part even since receiving news. I'm undetectable. Thoughts? Jonathan, first of all, congratulations on... You equals you being undetectable. Congratulations on accepting your status and moving forward first and foremost, because we always have to commend our brothers and sisters for this. I think when you agree to that, Cody, 100%. Yes. I'm co-signing all of this right now because yeah. And you know, I had a, a quick conversation with Jonathan who, by the way, we, I was so struck with, we're going to bring him on and we, we're vowing to bring on guests on this show every mm-hmm. week in the new year, not at the beginning of the year, starting in February, we're going to have guests every week and it's going to be a lot of fun. Jonathan is somebody that I really want to share the, the whole full story of him uh, because he's got a, a really poignant story to share. But what were your thoughts, Cody, on his, what he had just say well i first of all i just my heart goes out to jonathan no one should have to be made to feel shame for their status i wish i could just give you a big hug i'm giving you a virtual hug right now yes as far as advice goes uh on relaying your status i would first say that you um Maybe you should come out when you no you should always just definitely come out when you feel comfortable with that person um, I personally would think that the earlier you do it, the the easier it would be for both parties, like you and the person that you are potentially going to be in a relationship with, just because you, the attachment isn't so great then. And it, 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 it will, if you have to, if things go awry in the beginning stages, then you can just kind of cut it off. And it's, I'm not saying that it won't hurt. I'm just saying that the hurt will be less than if you're actually attached to this person and <clears throat> and you you have to something like this is is an obstacle for for your relationship with that person um i would say that you can explore different ways that you're comfortable with maybe a text is easier because the the level of detachment in a text message is is what you require in in your interaction maybe you would like a connection so doing it in person would be better so i would say just explore with whatever makes you comfortable at the end of the day you don't have to be uh relegated to just one way of doing it though you can do it by person you can do it by um you you can mix it up you can feel the people out and i think that at the end of the day um with what what's going on with like you said you equals you and prep people are going to be more comfortable dating someone with HIV. And I think that you'll be pleasantly surprised. So, uh, and also I just have to add that you are so worthy of love. So don't ever forget that. Oh, well stated Cody. And absolutely. And I have to say that, you know, there's always going to be people out there. I mean, I remember when in my twenties, I met a guy that I was dating. He, I was, in my early 20s, and he was in his early 30s, San Francisco, 90s, and he told me I'm HIV positive, and I and this was before you equals you, yeah, and I said okay, and so I think what it comes down to, just like a lot of us dating in general, it's one more thing that you are going to just tell people about yourself, and you're going to find those. As I talked with Jonathan on earlier in the show, then mm-hmm. I agree with this. Unfortunately, there is on some level with some people stig- stigmatization yes. about this. But there's also a whole group of 
population out there, when you see ads out there for HIV meds, people yeah. living healthy lives now that weren't around when I met this guy in the 90s. Yeah. And people I've been there. Living healthy lives for years. I mean, I think I just read a story now that talked about the life expectancy of those that are HIV positive that are undetectable is almost the same as those that are not. And so I think you're going to find that you just have to add one more layer of your warriorness of your mm -hmm. shield now to your repertoire, if you will, and know that there are going to be those that are still going to be judged. You don't want to deal with those. When you meet them right away and you tell them, I would say tell them early on, because yeah. like you told me on the phone call, we as gays tend to get the sexuality thing out of the way or want to get it out of the way earlier on than most. I agree with you. I'm on that same page. I would get it up before the first sexual encounter just tell them, by the way, I, you know, however you want to tell them, that's how I would do it. And mm -hmm. not, I believe nine times out of 10 in today's culture that you will be met with, thank you for sharing with me. And I think the sex will happen. But yeah. you prepare yourself with that extra shield that you mm -hmm. are going to come across those unfortunately like your ex-husband who did judge you and that brings up a whole nother topic and that's why i want to have you on the show about who do we really do who do we really know when we marry these people and where they stand and what they really want and the you know you know that's a whole nother conversation but i think you know people will really accept you is where i'm coming from and yeah. yeah, we have something. Uh, yes, he has. He has, he's saying. By the way, Jonathan is watching us live tonight too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, hi, Jonathan. So yes, he say he's saying that it's been extremely hard to hear people talk so negative negatively about it. It just in conversations, and to that I say, just like you said, you don't want those people in your life to begin with. Um, I don't know if or, you want to. Yeah. Uh -huh. I would agree with you. You don't want those people in your life or you don't owe anybody really anything. If you're not sleeping, right. yep. you give them a simple response. Facts. But come up with, like I was talking about your warrior, your tools, if you will, come up with what you want to share with those that you're not sleeping with. And that might be absolutely nothing. And those that you potentially will. Other than that, you don't owe anybody anything is where yeah. I go from. And I totally agree. Yeah. He also goes on to say, how do you do it in a way that's not a pity thing? And to that, I say, you just be flat about it. Just come yeah. out and be frank about it. Here are the facts. And that's this is it. Either you can deal with it or you can't. And just keep moving. Keep it moving after that. Either yeah, they can you, deal with it or they can't deal with it. You know what that struck in me is back going back into the late 90s when mm -hmm. or early 2000s even before prep let's just put that i remember yeah. sleeping with the guy that i had such a crush on we still mm -hmm. slept together but i was like lusting after him and he mm -hmm. told me when we finally got in bed i've got the bug and I, that's how he had to say oh my it God. And That's I'm like, what do you, what do you mean you got the butt? And he said HIV. And this was again before prep. And mm -hmm. I said, well, we're, that's okay. Are you, are you okay? Is yeah. what I checked in with. And he was okay. He just wanted me to know. And we proceeded to have great sex with condoms and yeah. it worked out. And so yeah. you're going to find, you know, you just, I think flat out saying it, not that way because that was back in the day but i was about to say the 90s were a time oh my gosh Cody, <laughs> let me tell you the, Ooh, 80s, the 80s before that obviously oh my yeah. gosh i can't even imagine that's it's it's just feels so reductive and so like you are talking about yourself in such a negative way i yeah. can't even fathom it that's just not 
and oh my gosh, my heart goes out to <laughs> Jonathan says, uh, "My lesbian is sitting here listening and cheering you guys on." Hey, does she have a name? <laughs> Thank you very much. His lesbian. He said what he said. <laughs> Hi, her name is Jolly. Jolly. Hi, Jolly. Hi, Jolly. <laughs> we love it. Okay. Well, thank you, John. I hope for that helps, Jonathan. She yes. says, "Hey, great to hear." Um, Jonathan, we're going to bring you on the show come the new year because you shared a lot about your story. That, like I said before, I really want to dig a little bit deeper because you have a lot to say and it was really important. So thank you so much for writing in. If you would like us to weigh in on and give you some sex advice, relationship advice, we are here for you. All you got to do is go to our Instagram page at tags podcast and DM us, or you can go to tagspodcast.com and email us from there. We are here for you to discuss. That's right. All right. Well, moving on, Cody, this was a crazy story where a restaurant was forced to close after Mm -hmm. a man accused an owner of hosting a full-blown gay sex party. All right. So a former... (laughs) I know. Let me see if I can get through the story because it took me a minute to understand it when I read it the other day, but I was like, this story is crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. A former restaurant owner claimed he had to close up his shop and relocate after a spiteful customer spread false rumors about his eatery hosting a gay orgy. A 42-year-old man, Sack Julavong, ran the Bai Tong Thai restaurant in North Belfast neighborhood okay. in Northern Ireland. And I can't August, make a reservation, man. I'm so, oh, on. man. <laughs> in August, a man named Stephen Montgomery allegedly wrote in a now-deleted Facebook post that some fella on Grinder asked him to come to a place in the Ardonia shopping district. Montgomery allegedly claimed he rode a taxi over to the area, and when a shutter of one of the Chinese, it was a Thai restaurant, apparently <laughs> mistaken, um, I went in the shutter, closed behind me, and when I tell you there was a full-blown orgy going on in the restaurant, I'm not even messing. His claim continued. Sheets on the floor. Well, he claims that many of the people, after he said there was an orgy going on, said, oh, you're being boring. You should leave. And he continued. He says, I don't even know. He went on to, uh, well, the owner Mm -hmm. explained that I don't even know him, but I think he was a bit annoyed when I asked him to leave from a previous party. This is before. Uh-huh. The restaurant owner has since said that he and his staff became overwhelmed by homophobic abuse as the hateful rumor spread. People began calling the restaurant, asking him about the claim and requesting oral sex. He tried to keep the business open, but he said customers started avoiding his eatery as the rumor gained traction, costing him thousands in sales. Yes. What are your, this story is crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> because it sounds like a disgruntled guy was invited to a party at the restaurant, mm-hmm. but the owner of the restaurant said the party's over with sorry you got to go and then created this rumor is that what you got out of this that's what i got i mean that's the gist of what i got out of it that's what i took from it so and there was never a gay orgy which i mean what why would you play with my emotions like that sir i'm not here (laughs) all i wanted was a gay orgy in in a thai restaurant my two favorite things gay orgy and and Thai but you food. want them together? Yes, yes. I need some pets to you. Ba- who cares about in the back in. room, right? <laughs> exactly. I can go and have my fun in the back, and then afterwards, Your pets see you. <laughs> and then afterwards, I can come out and have my pets see you or my green curry because that's I love. I love Thai food. It's I just ordered some. Things. It's waiting for me when the show's oh, over. I'm so jealous. Yeah. But is my orgy waiting for me? That's the bigger question. <laughs> I'm not quite is. ready for an orgy just yet. <laughs> I've set up for what, I'm one sure or you'll one. Do <laughs> and I'm hoping for like the week after next. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I'm 
Bro. But yeah, that's where I'm at. But yeah. I do got the Thai food, so there you go. <laughs> You're halfway there. I'm halfway there, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. You know, we love this guy on who writes for the advocate. He Alexander Shivas, we've quoted him in various times before. He wrote a thing on the recent advocate calling 26 thing gay sex workers want you to know. And as someone Mm -hmm. that has hired a sex worker before and Cody even dabbled myself in sex work in my early years, I a hundred percent agree with these things. The first one pay up front, motherfucker. I had the motherfucker, but (laughs) but honestly, I've been with clients where you pay at the end of it, Uh and I think that's fine, but I always think if you're unsure the first time, Mm -hmm. you should probably just pay up front, right? Yeah. No. Get the money up front. Hello? If I learned anything from Hustler Players Club back in the day, or P-Valley, it's that you pay up front, and then then... Then you get your 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 jollies on afterwards because no because after after the sex what is your how are you going to be enthralled to to even <coughs> pay for sex after you have after it's done no you the the pleasure is is the anticipation is there beforehand so that's when you get the money. I agree. I mean, I think if you know client or the person you're hiring after Mm -hmm. a while you know that age old image of the money's on the table (laughs) type thing (laughs) that you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean you want to make sure that you get another joe before yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) coming in at number two this one you cheap ass motherfuckers our hourly rate is non-negotiable. Now, listen, I know we're in a recession practically, <laughs> but if you yeah. can't afford it, don't pay for it. Don't That's hire right. them. Don't order it off the menu if you can't if you can't afford it. Right. This is not the time to be negotiating mm-hmm. and changing the rate. If you can't do it, do it another time. That's right. Save up your coins and then we can talk. Right. Um some of the other things I like number five politeness okay. really goes a long way. So they write, he writes, Alexander writes aggressive, rude, crass, insulting messages will likely be ignored regardless of how much cash you have to drop overly forward or assuming messages are simply rude. Don't start a dialogue with someone you think is sexy or interesting on a bad foot. And this makes sense to me because you know, yeah, you're hiring somebody, but you don't own them. Yeah. So exactly. be polite. Set up. It's a business arrangement. Mm-hmm. You you both can set the parameters on what is to be expected, but be polite. It's a transaction. Yeah. And quiet is kept. That's how you get a discount. When they find out that you're nice, then that is they'll actually become more familiar with you and they'll be more willing to offer you. Don't ask for a discount. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think of number eight? Be forthcoming if you're looking for something specific. So if you want a specific experience, don't beat around the Mm -hmm. bush. While I'm happy to talk to anyone about what they're interested in and flesh out a plan, there's a point where I give up. I think this is critical, number eight, to really... Because... You can see somebody on there. And what if you were really into kissing? Yeah. And chatting. You didn't care about the D and or and going down on their big D and that can all never that be good. me. But okay. Hypothetically. <laughs> but you know, and there's hey, listen, there's all kinds it's of all interests kinds. out there. You're right. Nine times out of ten, it's a t- you just want the companionship. And so if that person is, you need to clarify and upfront what it is that you really want and see if they're willing to give that to you. And it's, if 
if that person that you are hiring, if they're more of a bottom and you would like a top, it's better oh. to get that out of the way before. Hello. Hello. Goodbye. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. There's, there's a lot of good tips on here. Oh, my favorite one is don't add people without asking. That oh. is that. So what does that mean? It's, it's if you are hiring uh, a, a, potential paramour for the for the evening don't invite your homeboy in on the deal it's not because every time you add on a person then it the price goes up because oh. the work doubles right right <laughs> bigger loads <laughs> you pay per load oh my gosh right i am forming a new business plan right as we speak i love it One of my other favorite ones is number 10. Don't assume sex people are promiscuous in real life. Oh, wow. That one's really good. Yeah. I mean, just keep it to the experience at hand, I think, right? Yeah. You won't go wrong. I I totally agree because you know what? If you see them out in public, you'll never know whether or not they're promiscuous or not. And don't, that feeds right into another one that uh, privacy is just as important to us as it is to you. That's number nine. That's just right before the one that you mentioned. So discretion is key. You don't want your business out there. So provide that sex worker with the same gratitude that you would, you would want. So. Right. Number 18 is really interesting, particularly on sexuality. Don't assume anyone's condom policy. Ooh. Again, services are for time only, but a responsible escort will bring condoms no matter what. But I say, if you are just want to be on the safer side, have condoms ready for yourself at, you know, if you just don't know, or maybe you're not on prep, mm-hmm. protect yourself first and foremost, I say. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I think that and there's so many other things out there in the in the world that yes, you should just use a condom always. Yeah. Especially with your when you're out just having sex with anybody, really. Right. There's other ones on there. There's some really good ones on here. I'll post this on tagspodcast.com for episode 419 so you can check it out for yourself, but really good to review if oh, yeah. you are partaking in this absolutely i think it's really great i've never hired a sex worker before you have not i feel like i'm missing out (laughs) you might be i don't know all right cody we have two more stories i want to know which one you want to go with do you know which ones i'm talking about i do um it's up to cody's pick (laughs) and i'm gonna make him read it Oh, my gosh. I'm losing my voice. Okay. That's totally fine. I'll read it. Um, So the only one I I see is the straight guy says posting pics. Oh, oh, you didn't see the other one about what happens when you're in a gay relationship and your partner comes out as non-binary. No, no, I didn't get that one. Should we do the other one? Yeah. So straight guy posting pics of his enormous talent on Twitter may have turned him bisexual. Okay. So here we go, guys. A straight guy who is says uh, who's posting his pictures of his enormous talent, which means his dick, on Twitter may have turned him bisexual. Meet Slav. He's quite uh, this gentleman on Twitter says that uh, he has what started as a hobby to help him cope with the tedium of lockdown quickly turned into something else. Slav began corresponding with God. <laughs> all around the world, which ignited a curiosity within him that hadn't been there before. He found a whole new world out there containing a lot of good-looking, well-hung guys, and he's uh, he's mentioned that he has been straight all of his life. Now he finds himself attracted to guys, too. So what do you guys think? It Has Slav been uh, uh, straight the whole time, or... Is he really bisexual just coming to terms with his sexuality? So you and I talked about this offline in our meeting. And one of the things that I was saying in that meeting was that when, yeah, many of us born this way, Lady Gaga, Mm -hmm. many of us think that we really were, 
born gay. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was born gay. Took me a minute to to come out and all that good stuff. Yeah, but the thing too. about what this guy is doing is he sexualized his dick, his cock, by... I don't know if it was over the pandemic or when he was doing it, but it sounds like something over the pandemic, like he got yeah. bored yeah. and decided to post his big dick, which is lovely. I mean, Twitter. make the coins where you can. I'm here for it. On now the defunct Twitter. And he got a lot of like likes, essentially, yeah. including from men, bisexual men, gay men, who also in turn sent him their big dicks too. So I think when you, so he's now saying I'm questioning, I'm by questioning. Well, I think when you make everything about an, a, a sexualized organ, mm-hmm. that yeah, of course you're going to attract other people that are also with that. Men who also have big organs like that. Because yeah. you focused on the organ itself. And that, could make you buy curious, but in and that's fine. And I think as long as you realize that, move on, enjoy the big dick when you want to. But no, no, guys, <laughs> guys, what is his name? Slav. Slav meeting guys meeting Slav. Don't get your feelings caught up mm, in Slav. That's Just a great. Get, Get yeah. into the D and Advice. leave it at that because I don't know that Slav is at an emotional state to go because he, he's basing everything on the D and you can too and just enjoy it. But if you're going to try and have a relationship with Slav at this point, no, no. I don't think it's going to happen. I think you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Yeah, I think that. Maybe he has been bisexual the whole time and actually seeing other men's genitalia, dicks. I'm sorry, I'm being too. This is Tag's podcast. I need to maybe seeing dicks and cocks. Yeah. It's <laughs> what he needed to actually come to terms with his bisexuality. And I think that, you know, maybe he is not in a space where he's ready to share love with another man, but. He's definitely down for the get down right now and where he can actually have a little bit of sex. But Cody, everybody comes out the way they come out. But I guarantee you when I was younger and coming out, I didn't see dicks. It was just men, men's hands, men's faces, men, boys that I were in gymnastics with, boys at school. Mm-hmm. It wasn't girls that was turning me on. I didn't see dicks at the time. It wasn't the sexualization of it all. It was just boys, boys, boys that was turning me on that I knew I was different from my hetero counterparts. And so he's making it all about the D, the dick. And so I think when you do that, yeah, maybe you could be bisexual and Kudos to you. I'm not here to tell anybody that they are or not, but he's Mm -hmm. sexualizing his identity and basing it on that. We all do that, but it's coming from a different place maybe than I came to it. And I don't mean to discount him at all, but I think if I was to go in a relationship with Slav, it would come from a place of he might not be there for the romance of it all. I I mean I agree with you. I think that sexuality is is a spectrum. Maybe he's a a two on the Kinsey sta- scale as opposed to you and I who are like eight nines. <laughs> so maybe he just likes a dick, and like you said, he really just thinks that about men's penises and thinks that they're they're beautiful. So I I applaud him actually for being the type of man that's not caught up in toxic masculinity to where he's so open to even saying that a man's another man's penis is 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 beautiful so yeah good, what are people saying you, people are saying that a lot of guys, uh alan w says that a lot of straight guys check out dicks just visit any locker room oh my god i used to love being in the locker room okay. <laughs> me too that's so hot. <laughs> I might have to join a gym in the New Year. Just I, and I, I plan to. There's a gym uh-huh. I have in mind that mm-hmm. Peter 
Lincoln's boyfriend, fiance, <laughs> has a say. gym in mind that I want to join. That is, oh yeah, so maybe I I'll, love that. And it's like a work. It's like a old school bodybuilding gym. So oh, I love that. Um, yeah. What else is L and W saying? I think I like the next right. comment. I know, right? <laughs> read the whole I, comment, Cody. I wasn't gonna read that. I was like, oh no, it's not your important. job is to read it. So. <laughs> Alan W says Steve is right. I don't know where he got that from. <laughs> no, he says Steve is right. It's the whole package. If you were truly gay, Slav might just like dicks, big ones at that. So I yeah. agree. I totally agree. I'm right too, damn it, Alan W. No, I'm just joking. But enjoy. If you meet, I want to meet Slav. And the sad part about the story was I'll post the link up on taxpodcast.com. But sadly, they didn't give his Twitter account so that we could all enjoy Slav's big dick. And. <laughs> Continue the love and the worship of it all. We are deprived. And I felt blue balled after I I was scouring the story to see, well, where the fuck is his Twitter handler so that we can all follow it? I was left blue balled at my mom's house in Fremont, California. Thank you very much. I could do it. I could do some investigation. I can find okay. it. I'm like, you'll find Slav. I will find Slav. Trust me. We're going to find this big dick. Find that big, find that big slug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Barely creep, creeping by here. Can you put the link in? Oh yes. Got it. All right. So, you know, we always love to end on, Thirst Trap, and this is produced by, of course, StraightUpGayPorn.com. And, you know, they do this all year long, Thirst Trap. Well, we're at the end of the year, right? So Ooh. now they want to have round one vote asking who is this year's Thirst Trap King. So what we are about to present to you is photos you may have seen if you've been following our segment and Straight Up Gay Porn segment. Now, based on the weekly top vote getters from 2022, there are a total of 43 finalists in the years for Thirst Trap King contest. Yeah. Well, the first 20 of them are presented below along with the photo or video. Next week, we'll have the other 20. Three, excuse me, 23. And at the end, they'll pair it up and we'll vote for the Thirst Trap King of 2022. And I love this time of the year because you get to see some of the ones that have really made an impression on all of us throughout the years. So, Cody, it was a big list of people that we've seen throughout 2022. But who caught your fancy that you're voting for? I agree with you. It's the most wonderful time of the year right now because (laughs) this is definitely a treat. All of the best thirst traps are here. And, but the way that I made my decision is that I have in mind who I would like to see as the thirst trap king. I didn't necessarily base it on whose picture I like the most. Okay. Okay. So my vote goes to Austin Wilde. Oh my God. I was just on his picture. Oh, it's so it's such a good picture. I'm not saying that his picture is bad, but I I think that he deserves to be the thirst trap, trap queen. I mean king because <laughs> <laughs> because I've had such a huge porn crush on him for the longest time. I always would watch his videos and yeah. rub one out, rub one out to to his what was videos. That sound? <laughs> you know what kind of sound that was? <laughs> My hair is uh, a little off, but yeah. That's good. <laughs> don't don't use that tomorrow. For Too late. Oh my Get- gosh. Oh man. But yeah. So the picture is he is in the shower and he's all lathered up and he has the 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 water cascading down on his beautiful body. The light is illuminating his face and his beautiful cock, his big dick, and yeah, he's one of my favorites. I've always I've always liked Austin Wilde. 
So, yeah. And he's in second place now. So you guys go vote for him to make him the, the best. All right. Well, we're running out of time. I originally was going to pick Diego Daniels, who has perfectly hairy chest, beautiful dick, sexy motherfucker, so sexy on there. But, you know, Alejandro Pino. He's number one. Okay. He's just this body of death. And he's a specimen. He looks like a statue in this with his arms up in the air, his ripped abs, his teeny waist, his huge dick in the air, his thick thighs. He's kind of a work of art in my mind. I'm voting for Alejandro Pino, and I did not know he was number one. He's number one. You got you got good taste there, kid. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, kid. I'm voting for him. We'll see how everyone does. Anybody saying anything before we sign yes. off? Daddy234 says Silas Brooks, and I have to give Silas Brooks a look. And also Alan W. says Calvin Banks for his hole and Austin Wilde for his cock. So let's look at Silas Brooks. You got like... 30 seconds. I yeah. Know. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. okay. Um, yeah, I'm sure they're beautiful because all of these pictures are beautiful. We want to thank you all for playing along. And this will be up on tagspodcast.com for you to find out your favorites. Tell us why you f- picked your favorite. And you can go to tagspodcast.com. This is episode 419. You can follow my co-host. He's the life coach at KMD Coaching on Instagram. KMD Coaching for Life Coaching. Also, follow his personal account at Mr. Maurice. Mr. Maurice. Follow our show at Tags Podcast. And if you want to follow me, I am at I am underscore Steve V. Cody, so much fun. Thanks. So much fun. Thanks, live virtual audience, for weighing in. We really appreciate it. And in the meantime, continue having hot, gay, Gay sex. sex. Yes.